G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention for a few minutes on the attitudes that Christians have to end-of-life issues because you might have been going from one side to the other. It's like a pendulum swinging for some people. On this attitude of euthanasia or voluntary assisted dying, there are so many in the community and in the Christian community even who feel as though it's a compassionate thing that people have a choice about their end-of-life issue when it comes to euthanasia and voluntary assisted dying. Well, let's get some insights on Christian Attitudes with Tishan Johnson, who is the Executive Director of Cherish Life in Queensland. And you'll know that in Queensland, there is a bill that is being debated right now. And in September, the Queensland Parliament will vote on it. And it has the most liberal euthanasia laws in the nation. In other words, giving doctors permission to kill. Tishan Johnson, welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Tishan, what are your feelings about, even within the Christian community, that sees life as sacred, that there is this swaying backwards and forwards, and maybe this is a compassionate thing? What are your feelings about Christian attitudes to euthanasia? Neil, that's a very good question. We do know um, in the Ten Commandments, it says, thou shalt not murder or thou shalt not kill, depending on the translation. And we know that euthanasia, um, the primary, well, the intention is to kill, either through facilitating someone suiciding themselves or the doctor actually killing that person through lethal injection or or poison of some type. So it it does cross that line, and that's very clear. Uh, You do sometimes come across someone in the Christian community who says, you know, this is compassion, I saw a loved one die. And also I've come across uh, quite often some people not actually understand what assisted suicide or euthanasia encompasses. So they think it will be turning off the machine or withdrawing uh, aggressive life-sustaining treatment when it's clearly futile. Um, Those things, so refusing any more um, life-sustaining care, like saying I don't want any more cancer treatment, for example, I'm just going to opt for good symptom management through palliative care. Some people think that's euthanasia. That's not. That's within the realm of ethical health care, even palliative care. And same with turning off a machine if someone's just been sustained by life support and the decision's made to turn off the machine. That is not euthanasia. That's within the realm of ethical health care. Euthanasia has the intention to kill someone. As I said, it's all about intentionality. So when we think of it that way, it's always wrong. Now, one of the reasons that um, probably the main reason that people suffer, some people suffer at the end of life in Queensland is we have a shocking palliative care deficit to the sum of $275 million per year in Queensland, according to Queensland. Palliative Care Queensland who've done all the analysis. So we've only got about a third of the palliative care specials we should and some regions have no access to anyone with palliative care training. So it is a specialty. So 
real compassion, um, you know, walks someone through the beginning of life, from right at the beginning of life, from conception, you, you try everything we can to help pregnant mothers and um, women who've had their children right through life, right to the end of life. So as we're going to journey with you, we're going to make life as easy as we can for you, we're going to make it com- comfortable for you if you're not feeling well, it, but it doesn't say we're going to kill you. That is not compassion. So um, sometimes we do come against up against that kind of, it's almost like an emotional block because people would have had, a, some people have had a loved one who've died in pain and maybe palliative care wasn't available. Maybe it was many years ago, they were in the regions or simply the, the doctor didn't know how to manage symptoms properly. They didn't call in a specialist. So um, sometimes you do come across people who've had bad death stories, which is just heartbreaking. Uh, but the answer is not killing people. The answer is excellent palliative care. Well, so compassion in dying comes in palliative care. It's not what is being promoted, even at an emotional level, the idea of euthanasia or assisted suicide. And uh, so so for people who are confused about that, how do you cut through in all of that, Titian, to, to make sure that there's some clarity? Because clearly, even in the, in the Christian community, there are people who are confused about that sort of thing. Yes, there is some confusion and I think it, it suits the government. For example, up here they've called it a Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill in Victoria. It's called Voluntary Assisted Dying Act. So assisted dying is actually palliative care. It's not, whereas this is intentional killing or assisted suicide. But So the, the, there's a mudding of the waters in the language that's been used by the, the government and also a lot of the mainstream media. But I think just breaking it down, well, it's the intent is to kill. Whether um, you help a, a patient, whether a doctor helps a patient kill themselves via prescribing poison or uh, a lethal injection. So typically that's called assisted suicide uh, when it's by prescribing poison and the person goes away and takes it themselves. And then euthanasia is where they, the doctor actually injects something uh, to make the, the person die. So they're both a form of killing, clearly. And um, to, yeah, at, talking to a fellow Christian, it's clearly outside the will of God. We're not meant to kill. Very clear. So it's to be frowned upon and we're to do everything we can to um, make sure people have humane and the best medical treatment possible at the end of life. And of course, some people don't need palliative care at the end of life at all. Um, Some people haven't got a terminal illness. They just pass away of old age. Tishan, let's talk about the idea that there is a coercion that can happen when there is legislation. The idea that you might have a conscientious objection and you might be either a doctor or you might be nursing staff. Mm. Under the proposal in the state of Queensland, are any of those things available or is it likely that doctors and nursing staff will be compelled to take the life of someone against their own conscience? Yeah, there is a level of compulsion in that if they will not uh, put the person, if the person wants euthanasia or assisted suicide, if the doctor or the even institution, the medical institution, is ideologically opposed to euthanasia or assisted suicide, under these proposed laws, they would be then be compelled to refer them to an institutional doctor who could then perform euthanasia, which means they are part of the outcome of euthanasia. We have the, the same problem with abortion up here in Queensland. There is uh, the doctors, by law, have to refer to someone who will then be able to do the abortion or the abortion clinic, etc., which means they're complicit in the outcome of abortion. So we have a lot of very anxious doctors up here who are like, I don't want anything to do with euthanasia, just like they don't want anything to do with abortion. It's outrageous. We will be compelled to refer under this law. And same with institutions. I mean, 
Catholic Health, for example, is the second biggest provider of healthcare around Australia, only second to the government. So huge. And they're dead against euthanasia, excuse the pun, but they're, they're vehemently, like us all, uh, against euthanasia. And here they are, you know, the biggest hospitals in Brisbane are Catholic, some of them, and they would be referred, they would be compelled to refer to euthanasia for euthanasia for a patient. It's outrageous. No doubt people listening to our conversation today will be angry about that, the idea that there is a compulsion there in the latest Queensland bill that is moving towards euthanasia in that state. Now, at Cherish Life, you're not afraid to get political. You're not afraid to take action, even when it comes to advertising and all sorts of things. What sort of activities do you have coming up uh, before September when they'll have a vote on this to uh, to make a difference and make sure that politicians know the Christian community's view on this? Well, it's really important. Well, we're doing a few things. There's, um, there's the medical fraternity. So the medical fraternity, the Australian Medical Association, is opposed to euthanasia. The Nurses Professional Association of Queensland is opposed to euthanasia. In fact, um, there's 109 peak medical bodies in the world and 107 of them. So every one of them but two are opposed to euthanasia. It's incredibly dangerous. So the medical fraternity is doing a lot of work to try to shut this down. We're doing what we can to help them behind the scenes. Um, as well as that, we're asking people to meet with their MPs. We're, we're trying to resource people and get people mobilised and confident to go meet with their MPs and say this is simply not okay, uh, this is intentional killing, uh, this will lead to wrongful deaths, so people dying uh, that wouldn't have died that year due to they're given the wrong diagnosis, the wrong prognosis, there's a level of coercion, there's elder abuse, suicide contagion, uh, inadequate access to palliative care or no access so they feel like they've got to opt for euthanasia. So we're going, we're resourcing our people to go and be lobbyists with their local MP regardless of party to say, we ask you vote this down, this is outrageous. And we're also um, asking people to put submissions into the Queensland Health Committee uh, they've opened submissions and they're due on the 2nd of July. Uh, we're going to be resourcing our people with a lot more information. We've got a report coming from a lawyer, a couple of lawyers actually, um, just on the nuances of the bill. It is a complex bill. It's 113 pages long. I think it's probably deliberately cloudy, to be honest. And um, it's it's very wide. As we said, it's very permissive or very liberal. So, yeah, and we're trying to mount a grassroots campaign and we will probably, as we usually do, run quite a bit of advertising. Um, so we've got a, yeah, there's there's some secret things we, we're doing, Neil. I can't talk about all of them, but we are going to be, we are doing a lot and we're working with other groups as well. There's some great groups on the ground. Honour to you for your good activism and not afraid to call a spade a spade and to call people out when they're standing in a wrong position on this whole issue. And as you say, when the AMA, when the nurses are opposing euthanasia, we wonder why politicians are not listening, but they appear to be listening to lawyers, uh, not medicos. What are your thoughts about who they listen to? That's exactly right. It is outrageous. We have one medical doctor in the whole of Queensland Parliament and he's opposed to it. So Dr Christian Rowan, he's a Liberal National Party MP, he's dead opposed to it. Um, there is no other medical doctor in Parliament. Um, and then we have lawyers who've drafted this legislation and then we've had lawyers who've drafted the bill before that. They had a big uh, piece 
Courier Mail a couple of days ago boasting about how amazing this was. So um, thankfully some lawyers, uh, sorry, doctors rather sent in letters saying this is ridiculous. You're imposing on us medical people who have to do the killing this law and all of us are saying we don't want the law yet you're imposing it on us. And that's exactly what's happening in Queens. Happening in Queens. And we've got these... these um, Politicians driven by emotion or extreme green leftish ideological stuff trying to bring in extreme killing legislation and then these doctors are like we're going to have to do the killing we don't want this and they're just not listening to them it's just been really horrible and then they expect doctors to you know young doctors to keep training and people keep coming through the pipeline I mean People are not going to want to become doctors if you have to kill people. It's just, it's outrageous. And also, they should be listening to the experts who do the lion's share of care at the end of life. People like oncologists and palliative care specialists and all of them are saying, don't do this. It is so dangerous. It is, they're actually saying it is not a, euthanasia or assisted suicide is not health care. It is a social construct. It is a social demand. It is not in the realm of health care. That's what they're saying. And then we've got politicians just not wanting to listen because it, it's outside of their ideological paradigm. No doubt there are listeners who would love to support the campaigns you've got coming and even those ones you've not been able to reveal yet. I know there'll be a few secret weapons up your sleeve <laughs> to be able to speak into the lives of politicians in the state of Queensland who are likely to be voting on this in September. But let me point listeners to the Cherish Life website and uh, you can hear Tishan Johnson. She's passionate and she's not afraid to say what is truth around this issue of life and when we're talking euthanasia and voluntary assisted suicide. Cherishlife.org.au. That's cherishlife.org.au. Tishan, thanks so much for updating us again today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.